Hey, this is Pastor Tom with North Glencoe Baptist Church, and you're watching Not Another Church Podcast. This is a weekly podcast featuring church staff and your host, Pastor Tom. So thanks for tuning in. All right, so one of the things I didn't cover, uh, and I have heard about it today, is what do we do, and the, the, I've been asked, so I have been told that I implied, in fact, one person actually said, I knew what you were thinking about when you said this was John MacArthur's church, and that I was implying that that church should not be standing up to the state of California. Um, mm. That is... Uh, a poor, poor communicator. Because first of all, I'm fully in support of the stand that John MacArthur has made at Grace Community Church uh, and his elders. I, John MacArthur is not standing alone. Uh, if we were at here at North Glencoe under similar circumstances, I, I tend to think we, we would be, I don't know that we would have the financial resources to battle this legally the way they have, but... Um, I, I think that we have to make decisions prayerfully where, when that line is crossed. And that line is when the government coerces us to disobey God. The biblical reason when I, where I get that is the example of the apostles were arrested. And let me start in Acts chapter 5 with verse 27. Uh, and when they brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest questioned them, saying, We strictly charge you not to teach in this name. They wouldn't even say Jesus' name. Don't teach in that name. Um, so they, they, we specifically charge you not to teach in this name and not to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, what, he reminds him the name, you're not going to get away with not mentioning his name, uh, raised Jesus, who you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted so him at the, his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. That, it shocks me that a little bit later they pray for boldness. I mean, how much more bold can you get <laughs> yes. here? Uh, so clearly... If the government is asking us to violate our conscience or the clear teaching of God's word, we disobey. Yeah, no question. So we better be sure we got a handle on what God's word says. Because if you, if you want to take the Grace Community Church as an example, <laughs> um, the same three weeks ago, I think that was the, the night that they had gotten a stay of the order so they could have church, and then midnight, Saturday night, the state got a stay of the stay so that they said, you can't have church. And Grace said, we're having church. And I cannot help but th I know how things are planned, so I don't think it was meant to thumb their nose in the face of the government. But their children's choir sang. It's like <laughs> they were told, you can't sing. Uh, and, you know, kids don't need to be here. And so what do they do? They march the kids out and get them to sing uh, and have hand motions and everything. It was great. <laughs> so that, that situation immediately on, in Christian blogs, Christian articles said, John MacArthur hates the government and doesn't love his neighbor. Immediately, the argument was made in, in Christian circles that clearly 
they're not showing love to those kids. They're not showing love to the the 4,000 people that were sitting in that audience that are all getting droplets sprayed on them by those kids. Because those kids have never washed their hands. I mean, children no. are nasty. Still haven't. <laughs> oh, that was a month ago. Oh. They still haven't. Some of them have parents, y'all. <laughs> Let's be a little gracious. They are in California, too, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I, I have five kids. I've seen my children when I've said, go wash your hands before you eat. And when they come back in and the tippies, tippy, tips of their fingers have been washed, and yet there's still mud run down <laughs> the back. Black stuff. In the creases. What did you, what did you, I thought you washed your hands. I heard the sink running. What, what, how did you do that? I, I couldn't do that. Oh, I tried. I don't know. And then you go in the hand towels all black. So they did something. They got the tips of their fingers wet. What they have dried you them been off. doing? It's like, like what, like you realize it's like, what are you, what, what? do you do during that the day? That may be a parenting suggestion we give you. Don't ask sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't want to know. Where have your hands been? Deep in their nose. That's where their hands have been. <laughs> So let's, let's talk through this. Is when you make that stand, you better be sure that, that you're backing up what you believe with God's word because if you think you're not going to get friendly fire, you've been living in a different world. Well, that's why I was asking that question earlier about the absolutes is like, what are those? Like, what are, what are the things that we can look at look, and say? your generation's even asking if there are absolutes. I, I know. And like, that's what you I'm know. saying. Like, I, I, for, I want to know, like, Relativism is the you know way to go. Well, it's it's God. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it goes back to it is God. So then, therefore, it is His Word. So, and, and I th I think that the statement that the elders put out before they started this fight, when they said we're coming back, which was actually a little bit of a misnomer, because he had been recording his sermons, and pe the people of the church have been coming anyway. They just weren't officially doing I don't know what the difference was. Maybe they didn't have a greeters. I, I don't know. But so. The air was set a little higher. I, or, yeah, I don't know. know. The committee didn't meet first. Church, yeah, unsanctioned. 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 Yeah. Well, we can't stop them from coming. Yeah. <laughs> we can unlock the doors. <laughs> I, mean, I had to unlock the doors to get in. I wasn't going to lock them back. Well, we want to keep it open for prayer. Right. That's right. Yeah. Prayer. Yeah. For yeah. prayer. Yes, for prayer. So, how. how I guess the question that we're asking is, is A, how do we deal with friendly fire? And B, how do we, how do we establish those absolutes? Because obeying God rather than man, it's kind of like what we talked about a few weeks ago with what would Jesus do? If you ask 20 different people, what would Jesus do? You're going to get 20 different answers. That is so subjective. That's my opinion of what Jesus would do. How do we, how, how do we get into that? Okay, so you're supposed to obey God rather than man. Bam. That's pretty subjective. How, how do I set those lines? Okay, so, so the first thing that comes to mind for me is you're asking that question. We look at, and we know that today we have seen it, we personally know of people. M my mind goes to those people right now in the middle of what we're facing in this pandemic. Um, I have an aunt. Uh, we have church members. We have others. They are sitting in a nursing home, and they've been put on lockdown. Now, the reason they're in that either retirement home slash nursing home, long-term care what facility, whatever you want to call it, the reason they're there is because the family members, you know, I would say nine times out of ten, you have two parents who work. They're not able to provide the health care or whatever it is that's needed for that person. So they've had to utilize the long-term care facility, but many of them are visited and loved on by people who, who care about them, uh, friends, family, whatever 
that is many not all i know that you go in and we we always hear about and find out in a nursing home there's that certain portion of it that never get visitation but for those who do they have now been put in this place and they're locking them down uh, you know they can't get out they can't reach out to loved ones <clears throat> My aunt uh, had a conversation with uh, another one that they, they told the story. You know, she broke down not long ago because she's in long-term care. And she said, I've got, she's in her 80s, and she said, I've only got a few years left here on earth. And during that time, what's the point in me even being here now when I cannot see, touch, or be around my loved ones? She no longer sees herself as useful to society because she's not out there working and contributing. We've put, and everybody says if you go in and see them, you know, you're going to carry the COVID and obviously you don't love them. But healing and life does not happen without risk. There is always risk happening. And when I see those people, and we've been told us by some of those who are in our church who are great and faithful to visit others, and they've told us about those people that all they can do is look out a window and see others. Their window to the world, it may be a small patch of grass or something right outside of their window, but they need people. People need each other. The reason why we see hermit um, stories and hear the tales about somebody who's a hermit because it's not natural it's not normal and life and healing and love does not happen inside a locked in cell somewhere i mean it, you know it's it, in essence to me it has made me so angry to hear these stories because these people need love and need it reflected back to them and not through a phone screen or not through um a telephone call you know, there is even a woman that um, um, that I, uh, my mother is familiar with who she went and visited her, has little to no family, um, doesn't get visited very often. So mother made the point of always going to see her. She doesn't even have a phone in her room. So right now, being locked down in a nursing home means the only human interaction she gets is from the person who's paid 9 or $10 an hour to come in there and make sure she took her pills correctly. And that's it. So, since we're talking about conscious objection, you're saying we should storm the nursing homes? Don't get me, don't get me raging. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there honestly, there has to be at some point where we go to our, if we're going to do it through the proper channels, we go through to our government officials and we say, this is unacceptable. Healing of people, we've had this discussion in a hospital room, does not happen just in a sterile box. We've seen it even in our own church family by a family member who's been recently injured. The struggle that he has gone through in that hospital room as I'm talking to his daughter. And I'm hearing the stories and reading the updates on social media about him. And it just tears my heart out because he's going through one of the great crises of his life. And his loved ones have been shut away from him. But you're telling me that I'm only not going because I don't, or if I went, I don't care about somebody. And that's been the argument. I'm not saying there's not cautions to be taken or we have to be careful with it, but to have this idea that we have people who don't need human interaction leaves me astonished because all it has done is allowed us to not inconvenience ourselves to go see them. Hmm. Well, there you go. We got, I got nothing to say. Amen. Um, I think I think you're right, and I, I we we've talked about that. 
Um, I have noticed on, on the phone calls that we make that, that typically my phone, average time with our shut-ins has gone from five minutes to 20 minutes, that they're just hungry for human interaction. And you're right. We have, have some folks who, who uh, are in nursing homes, and because of the, the fact that they're having to, you know, this person on this hall gets COVID, so we're moving everybody over here, she doesn't have a phone in her room, and it's been very difficult. Now, thankfully, her family has recently uh, gotten her a, a jitterbug phone, and so we, we can now call her. But up until then, you would have to call the front desk, wait while they took a cordless phone in her room, and then she would have to call you back. And it was a 20-minute procedure to be able to talk to the lady on the phone. Before you got to her. Before you got to her. Yeah. Um, so how do... How do we make the decision on where we violate? Obviously, the, the elders at Grace Community Church have decided that God's command to do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together supersedes the governor of California's argument. And so they have chosen in their conscience and following God's word to the best of their ability to obey God rather than men. Where do you draw that? How do you make that decision? How do you go about saying, I'm not going to do what they're telling me to do. We have crossed the line. I believe in my lifetime, we're going to be asking this question a lot more. Well, it's just like, you know, with the, and I mean, it's a little different situation with the kid. I think that whatever happened in Wisconsin, I'm not familiar 100%, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of controversy around that you know, he was helping his community or something like that, and he was trying to keep, you know, some of these riders and things like that, but he, he ended up shooting too, and I don't, I don't know Great. 100% about it, but it's kind of even that same question. Like you said, it's going to be more and more of a question of, you know, what is the line? Like what, what becomes it, – it's even like with our faith, but we're having to ask these questions about so much more about our lives. Where does, it, where does the line cross where I can protect me and my family – Versus, you know, I think it goes so many different ways that way of, you know, even what's biblical as a Christian. I think, uh, and I don't, you know, I'm, I love music and stuff. The lead singer of Skillet it lives in that town that he's been on Fox News and all that kind of stuff Amazing. about uh, John Cooper. I think y'all have seen him probably on Facebook or something like that. But uh, even him, you know, as a born again believing Christian, you know, where does that line cross to where? If, you know, if, if this person crosses through my door or gets in my yard and throws a, whatever those things are that blows up. Molotov cocktail. There you go. I can't remember. I always know it's something called cocktail. I don't know. But <laughs> Not a drink. Where, where does that line cross? <laughs> you know, where does that line cross? Does he just allow these things to happen to him? Or where does it, where does it cross? There has to be places where we take stands. Yeah. There has to be places where the strong come forward during times like this and you are courageous and you may take the hit for yourself, but you have to find that place, and, and you have to be clear out of God's word why you think that. But there has to be men and women of strength and strength of character um, who are strong in their faith before Christ who have to take a stand. So we as a church, we, lowercase the universal church, better know what God's word teaches because we're going to, and there are going to be times when we don't have three or four days to sit down and break out the commentary and the concordance <laughs> and figure out what we think. You better be grounded in God's Word so that your reflexive answer is biblical. 
because this is coming at us like a freight train. It seems that the last year, if 2020 has done nothing, it's amplified things that were already there. I mean, there's no argument that a lot of these things weren't already percolating under the surface, but it's now full on in your face. We have a church in the United States that is fighting their state to meet. I think if you had told me in 2019 that that would happen, I would be like, no, that's not that quick. That's can't. That's England. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> not in America. Are you kidding? We threw tea in the harbor. Um, that to me is is jarring and shocking. How fast it's happened, I think, is part of what's jarring to me. I agree with you that during this lifetime, that I think that we will see the church uh, um, under real persecution. Um, but at the same time. we saw it coming well ultimately we just realizing uh and you know getting in a, in a weird way find resting or at least that i do that the world is groaning it's continuing yeah. to groan yeah. and day by day i want to know more i want to know what my foundation is, is standing upon so that the day when jesus comes back and gets me and hey like look i'm handled like i'm fine i know where i'm going i know what's going to happen and that's what I rest in. And, and in the meantime, I know where I'm going, but I got, I, I'm going to I'm charge the gates of hell for my brothers and sisters who, who don't know that, who don't know, they don't have, who are believers but don't have the foundation or aren't even believers that because the world is groaning, because that pace of, of because it seems like the groanings are so much stronger and, and like more divisive or whatever words we could use, it just seems like everything now is so much more intense because of, because of, media or because of the actual things that are happening or, or whatever it just seems so much more tense and uh and ripe is not the right word but it just it just seems so much more in your face the world's calling for a savior right it, it, it's just it, it's it seems like the speed of everything happening and things just are coming after you know they're like punch after punch after punch and it's just like come lord jesus come come quickly all right well on that note you've been listening to not another church podcast uh, with me, your host, Pastor Tom. Um, we have uh, Pastor Matt, who is the youth pastor at North Glencoe Baptist Church, Donna Huff, who is the uh, children's minister at North Glencoe Baptist Church, and Brian Goble, who is the music minister. Thank you, and y'all have a great day. Go serve your king. All right, with that, we end today's podcast. Thanks for watching Not Another Church Podcast with your host, Pastor Tom. We want to invite you to join us Sundays for small group at 9 a.m., worship services starting at 10 a.m., and you can find North Glencoe Baptist Church live each week on Facebook and our northglencoe.org website. If you miss church, no worries. Our past services are easily accessible. They're archived on YouTube, Vimeo, Facebook. Make sure to stay up to date by following northglencoe.org. Go serve your king.